0: This morning I want to look at a subject that is just a, to me, very important when it comes to this matter of the journey of prayer. And at this stage in your school year and maybe in the time that you have been committed to spending an extended time, an hour with God, I just feel like that Satan's going to do what he can to discourage you in this matter of prayer being effective, that it really does make a difference to pray, to pray to that extent. And what's going to happen oftentimes is the battle is going to be over quote unquote unanswered prayer. And I'm not going to deal directly with that because it's very key to know how to pray, to come to a place that we'll touch on a little bit of real discernment as to praying and to know that you have got. Uh, a hold of God's will regarding prayer, but the matter of just not giving up in prayer. We all love the story of George Mueller, how he continued on and everybody he prayed for and everything he prayed for through his life uh, was answered except for two men. And you know the story how that after he died those two men were saved and he gave the testimony before he died that he knew that they would be and they were. And uh, think of the years that he prayed about that. And so there is a subtle uh, unbelief that can come into our lives if we don't watch out on on a matter of extended prayer, especially for people close to you, especially for situations that mean something to you, and yet it seems like something that you know that you should pray for is just not happening. I had an example of that, was very real in my life, was the matter of coming to Convincement within just a couple of months of my uh, being here, 32 years ago, as we went up to what was then a hill, it's not a hill now, that's where the, the new property is there next to the auditorium, but it was a hill in, that, in those days, and we went up there and a number of us prayed and God gave us a transaction that that piece of land God was going to give to us. And so for 29 years, we prayed about that. And, uh, and I, re- I remember distinctly through that time having to get back onto the ground of faith and to not allow myself to get discouraged or overwhelmed uh, about that matter because the big issue was that God had stirred my heart about it. It's one thing for maybe something not to be what God wants. It's another thing when you know it's what God wants, but it doesn't seem to happen. And of course, um, 29 years later, 30 years later, we had the joy of seeing the miracle of God doing it. Actually, it started with the Heritage Center, and and I believe that God's gonna give us uh, completion to everything there, but we certainly have seen exciting answers to prayer on that. And what happens is, as you begin to get a hold of God, and you get stirred, then you keep praying about something, and you keep praying about something, and you keep praying about something, it almost becomes mechanical, and that subtle unbelief begins to come in your heart, and that can just undermine faith in so many aspects of your life. But we're gonna look at why God does this, and the importance of keeping on in prayer. So Colossians chapter four, we're gonna look at just a couple of verses here. Colossians chapter four, A couple of wonderful prayer uh, parts to this chapter. You have later in the chapter, Epaphras, a tremendous example of what Paul talks about under inspiration at the beginning of the uh, chapter. Let's look at verses 2 and 3, and actually we'll go to verse 4. "'Continue in prayer, and watch in the same with thanksgiving.' With all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance, to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak." So, let's look here at the kind of prayer, the character of prayer that God blesses, and that is to continue in prayer. The word there is very strong, devote yourself to prayer. In other words, this needs to be a main thing and it needs to be an ongoing aspect. Uh, Very clearly he is saying here, be persevering in prayer by devoting yourself, endure in this matter of prayer. Now young people, let me just say, of all the things we can teach you, and all of them are going to be important. Learning to pray faith-filled, spirit-empowered prayers and having extended time with God every day is probably the most important thing we can tell you. I am finding that young men, as I meet across the country, who have really gotten a hold of God in prayer are not struggling with taking a stand. It's very interesting. Um, They are not looking to pragmatic methods. And you're not finding men that really believe God in prayer struggling with intellectualism. They're not struggling with the wrong approach to doctrine. They're not getting into the extreme hypers of this and that, because there's something about a real walk with God that just gets things cleared up. That's why the Lord here is emphasizing this as He does throughout the New Testament, of course the pictures of it in the Old Testament of this ongoing relationship of intense, persevering, devoted prayer that should be steadfast and enduring. Uh, Ephesians 6, 8, I quote it every morning as I quote the armor of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians five seventeen. Uh, be devoted to prayer, Romans 12, 12, and and so on. So uh, this is built on the root. The idea is be strong in prayer. Now, this is emphasized. The Lord Jesus gave the parable of the importunate widow and uh, gives a striking uh, illustration there using an unjust judge to picture God. In other words, if an unjust judge through importunate prayer, ongoing, persistent, devoted, uh, strong plea would finally cave in and give her what she wants, how much more will your heavenly Father? There is something very important in our relationship when it comes to continuing on in prayer. We find something out about ourselves and we find something out about God. You see, if God just zapped us every time we prayed immediately with an answer, we would almost see God because of our sinful, selfish nature as a nice ATM withdrawal from heaven. I mean, seriously. And and God knows you could not give a debit card to a six-year-old. You know, and they learned to, how to do that fast, use that debit card. Uh, they would uh, drain that, uh, I think, of all the candy they would buy and all the stuff that would happen. You talk about prefrontal cortex uh, inability, you know, it's, uh, um, no, you don't do that. And God knows in our immaturity that we must grow and learn about ourselves and about God. And so when you are wrestling with God about things you know must happen, but seem so distant from happening, things that God's touched your heart about, but then you go through a period of time and it seems like it's getting farther away than closer, this is where you're gonna find out how much you believe God and you're gonna find out how you can trust God during that time. What about the persistent neighbor? You know, the teaching on prayer there in Luke chapter 11, same thing. And and one thing that is so important is for us to understand that God is building us at the same time we are praying. Now, when you look at spiritual maturity, and we often talk about this, every step of maturity starts with faith. Well, let's just talk about faith for a moment. Faith is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's not some kind of stirring up in your heart, though that can be there. Faith is a dependence upon a rhema of the Word of God, even though that rhema goes against your natural thinking and the world's thinking, the world's wisdom. You believe that what God says is true, and you take a step of dependence dependent obedience, knowing that God will enable you and God will work, but that you've got to take that step of dependence, and so you take a step of faith to do what God says over what you feel, what everybody else thinks, uh, just what the normal course of life is. You took a step of faith when you got saved. You took a step of faith when you got baptized. You You took a step of faith when you surrendered your life, when you took steps to to begin to prepare for the work of the Lord, all kinds of steps of faith. Then you tithe, and then you started giving above the tithe, and sacrifice for missions, and and on and on you go. Um, Each of those steps of faith are the key to God's blessing. And then God immediately graces you. His presence becomes more real. He enables you to do what you have taken the step of faith to do. He gives you power to accomplishment. You see an involvement of God in your life every time you take a step of faith. But inevitably, when you take steps of faith, there are going to be tribulations. Your flesh is going to holler. You are stepping into the divine uh, uh, Spiritual, supernatural realm when you start living by faith, and Satan does not want that to happen, you will have a pushback from him, you will always have a pushback from the world, and you will have testing from the Lord. All because he wants us to develop a strong understanding who, of who he is, a very intimate relationship with him, and all of it has to come through this process. So count it all joy when you fall into these different trials and testings. These are a great blessing. It's inevitable. Following faith will always be tribulation. and tribulation worketh, and here's where I want to talk about this for prayer, worketh patience. Patience is not what we normally think of in our modern context of just being patient, though it's part of it. Patience is the fact that you are believing God in the midst of it not seeming like it's working out. In the middle of tribulation, you still are believing God. It's enduring faith. Now, young people, I want you to get this. This is one of the most important parts of the dynamic of your Christian life, is for you to believe God based upon what He says, even if you're not getting a thing out of it. I mean, this is going to make or break you. You are gonna have times in which you wonder if God left the universe. You're gonna have times that you're gonna weep your heart out. You're gonna have times of where people disappoint you. And I wanna warn you, everything the Bible says about all of us is true, and so you will be disappointed by people that you love. You're going to face things that are gonna cause you To struggle with your faith. These trials are used to strengthen your faith. I tell you, one of the greatest things in the world is when you're praying and you're disappointed about something you've been praying for and you stop and say, But I believe you, God. I'm telling you, all of a sudden, God's no longer distant. All of a sudden, because I love the amens of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had, you know, here you are, you're struggling with something, you're wondering what's going on, and you take in your soul that just, that moment of expression of, of saying, Lord, I trust you, and the Holy Spirit can't help himself. He just says, amen. And your whole soul goes, "Whoa, wow, where did that come from? And you get encouraged because you are doing exactly what God is intending for you to do. You can trust God when it doesn't benefit you. Mark that down. You've got to learn to trust God when it doesn't seem to benefit you. Now, it's always benefiting you. But we have a selfish perspective. We have a limited perspective. And so it's very easy for us to say, this isn't happening. This isn't going the way I wanted. it. This, I'm not getting the answer. It seems like it's slipping away. And at that point, it may be. Because there's a spiritual battle going on. Uh, People have, if you're praying for a person, they have a will. There is a lot, there are a lot of factors happening but it doesn't mean that God's not answering. And then enduring faith will begin to give you experience. You will begin to, and this is Romans chapter 5 verse 3, you will begin to start seeing God prove himself. He always will. He'll never let you go too long. Never, never, never. Now the more mature you get, the longer it may go because He's strengthening your faith. But He'll never let you down. You'll begin to start seeing God's blessing, that step of faith. God is working and I couldn't even see it. And you'll start giving evidence. In fact, in the midst of a prayer battle for something, God will give you some tokens for good. Many of these times when we're praying for uh, financial things, uh, you know, praying for material aspects, all, I, I'll get in the mail some dear widow from somewhere doesn't have much, but she sends us $20. And God to- told her to send it. That's all I need. God's going to do it. When, if God's going to touch a godly widow somewhere to give something she doesn't have, that's as big as a million dollars. And that is God working. And so God will give you tokens for good. In fact, let me just say this. What you learn, young people, when you're going through a struggle of faith, what you're learning is that circumstances don't have to be right to know there's a God. You will begin to learn the spiritual reality of Him communing with you right when your flesh is hollering and you will have the sweetness of His presence. You see, in patience, enduring faith, and experience, these aspects, during this time, You, even though you don't have the answer yet, you don't have everything that you were wanting, and you're, you're trying to figure it all out, but you're saying, Lord, I trust you, there's gonna be a sweet spirit of reality in your soul and you're gonna realize that spirituality is reality. Now, that wasn't just a little saying. Spirituality is genuine reality, not the circumstances you're in. There's a lot of artificial stuff in human relationships, but you can know God. In fact, some of the most, uh, the, 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 the most difficult times when you're straining in prayer and, and you're in a battle some of those times are when God is the most real to you. And let me just say, when I meet God in prayer, I don't, I don't worry about the answers, because if, if I've got God, I've got everything. He's going to work. See, I want you to learn this. Because out in this world, and out even in the fundamental world, you're going to feel lonely at times. And if you're experience-oriented, and you, have to, you have to have things your way very quickly, you're going to be very quickly overrun by emotion. But if you can learn to meet with God, even on the days when it doesn't seem like anything's happening, but God's there, you're okay. Spiritual reality is reality. And uh, that's why God many times makes us wait. And then after experience comes hope. Again, another word that is not necessarily clear to us, and that's the idea of expect, confident expectation. In other words, as you go through the matter of praying and you're, and you're rustling through, and then you, you, you say, Lord, I, I do believe you. The Holy Spirit says amen. You begin to have this enduring faith. God begins to give you tokens of good for experience. Then God builds this confidence that God's going to do what He said He's going to do. I can trust Him in every area. He will do it. Isn't that, even though this is Old Testament, isn't that what happened when Hannah prayed uh, for a boy? She left with confident expectation in that agony of prayer, and God touched her heart that He was going to answer her prayer, and she knew it. It is wonderful to live in that confidence that God will do what He said. And, God, and you have that kind of relationship, and even when you don't see it, you know it to be true. And then confident expectation gives you love to get over yourself and truly be free to live for others. And so that's what happens here. Let's look back at this text here, continue, be devoted, uh, be strong in prayer. Do not let up in your prayer and watch in the same." Now, that's very interesting. Stay awake. I didn't say that for you this morning. You're doing pretty good, actually, this morning. Uh, But stay awake, spiritually, has the idea of spiritual alertness, and uh, it says, it has the idea of never being careless, mechanical, dull, or heavy in your praying. In other words, be spirit-empowered, strong, and devoted, continuing in prayer, and have spiritual alertness as you pray in the same. And so it, it is important. Now, folks, it is good to have routine, and I have routine, but you've got to take a couple of minutes as you step into your time of prayer, as you're going to pray your hour or whatever time you have, you need to stop and say, Lord, spiritually, I've got to be in connection with you. I'm tired this morning. I've got a lot of pressures this morning. But I believe your Spirit indwells me, and I am now yielding to the Spirit to enable me to do what I cannot do. Haven't you just felt? You know, one, a lot of times, the moment just before you go soul winning, you have this unique illness come over you called soul winding you ever had that? You just feel really tired, and you just feel, huh, oh, you know, and you feel a little sick. It's amazing how that happens. And then you say, no, I'm gonna go anyway, and you get out there, and all of a sudden, you get an opportunity to talk to somebody, you feel really great, it's amazing. All of a sudden, and this is exciting, I could do this all my life, but then the next time you go soul winning, soul winning-itis hits you, oh, maybe I'll do something else, but no, I'll take a step of faith, you go out and then it gets, even if you don't even get to talk to somebody, it, it, there's just a joy because you, you did right. Well, the same thing in prayer. You come to prayer and you get prayer-itis. I, that's the first time I ever said that, but um, you just get this sort of, huh, you know, because your flesh doesn't like it. And do you think Satan sometimes might be trying to stop you? Absolutely. And you just take a moment and say, Spirit of God, I am weak this morning. I am tired. I've got lots to do today. But I'm making the choice to uh, fellowship with you. Would you empower me? And even though you still for a while may feel physically fatigued, you are spiritually awake and all of a sudden your heart gets touched. And again, not, not talking about major emotion, but you're meeting with God. That's an important thing. So be very alert. Now see, one of the keys in prayer is not to just go over and over and over the same thing. Now we've given you a pattern, and that pattern is a great pattern, but it can be mechanical if you don't watch out. Now, it's a good way to just have markers to, as you're going through your prayer, and I use them all the time. But uh, it's very important that you, are, you ask God to spiritually awaken you, and you realize that this is a dynamic time of fellowshipping with the Creator, that I have the power of the Spirit of God in me, and things that are going to, ha- going to last for eternity are going to occur because I am praying today. Discipline yourself to think that way, and let God uh, really work in your heart. Now, why is this important? Right, you get to that prayer request, you've prayed about a hundred times. If you're spiritually alert, do you think the Spirit of God will comfort your heart about that? I have promises, and verses that I have now prayed for about 10, 12 years for things that have not yet happened. Every time I get to those verses, as I've asked the Holy Spirit to help me, I get just as excited as the first time I had that verse given to me. And you come out of that saying, Lord, your timing is right, and it's fine with me, and I believe you're going to work. And uh, and so it's very important that you are awake spiritually so that you do not get discouraged in, in this matter. Now, here is a big key. With thanksgiving. I want to apply it this way. Here we are, continuing with strength by the power of the Spirit of God, to intercede and to pray and to be spiritually alert and we're engaging with God, we come to these things which we could easily get cynical about, we could easily get discouraged about, we could wonder where God is, and at that moment that you're tempted to do that, thank God that He's waited. Now it may be that we haven't prayed enough. I understand those aspects of it. But you know, things that are really out of your control, if God's making you wait, just thank the Lord for that. It'll, it'll, it's amazing. Listen, if you're not happy about some situation of somebody close to you, or some financial situation, here, and, and when you get out in the ministry, something not happening in the ministry that you would like to happen, and you come to that prayer request and your natural reaction is, Lord, why haven't you done this? Who did you just blame? You just came into a place of bitterness in your prayer time. I contend that a lot of people give up on prayer because they they don't want to, but they get frustrated with God in their prayers. I loved the way my dad would pray. We, We had some things we prayed about and we had some things that were hard to understand and dad sometimes would say, now Lord. I don't like it that I'm having to wait. <laughs> he just was so honest in his prayer whenever he's praying out loud. Yeah, I'm struggling with this, but I want you to know, Lord, I know you're doing exactly what's right, and I thank you, and I can trust you. he prayed pray that way in front of his whole church uh, sometimes. Just, Lord, I'm struggling with this, but I trust you. I'd say, do you think God's going to honor somebody that is really fully depending upon Him? Absolutely He is. In fact, you got to be reverent, and I'm not talking about the wrong attitude, but have a real relationship with God. I mean, is not the Bible just wide open? Look at Psalms and all the open struggles that the Apostle, excuse me, King David had and how God worked in his heart and express your burden, but always end with what? Thanksgiving. By the way, nothing bad is ever God's fault. There are circumstances you don't understand, but you can trust God. And many times, God hasn't financially delivered you right at that point because He's doing something in your life. And you can thank Him that He's doing that, that He's allowed that trial to come and let me say this, lest I forget it. For people that you are praying for, you often don't see all that God is doing. You have no idea of the conviction that's been on that person's heart. A lot of times when it seems like that person's getting farther away from you, it's because they are really under pressure. And things, you know, when somebody that's not right with God or not saved is real nice to you all the time, that worries me a little bit. There's got to be a spiritual battle, so don't misinterpret. You have no idea how God's arranging circumstances, how God's about to put somebody in their path, how the, uh, the, uh, the things that they're reading, the things that they're hearing, we've got a sovereign God that knows what he's doing. You've got to believe that. and You can say, Lord, I am just so burdened that so-and-so is still so far away from you, but I believe you've heard my prayers, and I thank you for what you're doing. I know you haven't let me down. I know that person has been under a lot of pressure from you. And I take that by faith. Thank you for being so good. Now that's true. That's very important instead of, where's God? He can't even handle this. You see, that's satanic. That is, that's where people's faith get hurt. Now, let me say one thing too. This is where this matter of discernment and thankfulness is important. Sometimes you will come to convincement about something, but you didn't get it quite right. That ever happened? (laughs) Now, God stirred you, it seemed, to pray about something, and I wouldn't doubt that aspects of it He did. But your more immature perspective on it has caused God to have to work and wait to get the essence of why he stirred you to pray accomplished and to get you to a place that you understand what he's doing. Aren't you glad for parents to keep teaching? They didn't give you everything you wanted. They wanted to, but they couldn't. And you didn't get certain things. You didn't understand why something was important, but they kept teaching you, working with you, and then you, oh, now I see it. And that's what happens often in prayer. You've got to realize that God, is so good to keep working, keep causing you to want to pray, but to also begin to open your heart and mind about what He is really doing, and God will do that. But so often, we're not confused about certain prayers. It's always God's will for someone to be saved. It's always God's will for someone to get right with God. We have no doubt about what God's will is in those areas. And those are the biggest battles. So make sure that uh, that you thank God for the temporary disappointments. Going back to the land situation, I don't know how many years ago it is now, the land was owned by a financial firm called Strong's Investments. And um, I had gotten to know the vice president, and uh, the, the Strong's himself was quite a character. And the vice president was doing everything he could, it seemed, I, you know, you just don't know in business, but to try to help us at least get some of the land. And this, oh my, this probably is 20 years ago now. And I remember I was really excited because we had drawn up plans, he had accepted them, he was the one that was part of the, he, he was over all the development and all the holdings of Strong's, and everything was in place, he had even gotten a, a approval from the president. I was down at WVCY and uh, I got the phone call from him directly that Mr. Strong said no he didn't want to do it. Talk about a disappointment. We had prayed about that for probably six months and it worked on it. And I remember for just a few moments I was so frustrated what else can we do and I realized nothing else we could do. And uh, it was in the stairwell of WVCY, I had a little transaction with God, saying, Lord, I know I can trust you. And the Lord just gave me peace. And it was a struggle, I had to tell you. I had to work on it for a while, and God gave grace. One week later, uh, the president was indicted, and he lost his company. It was amazing what happened. And it showed us what the fact that God was on the throne. I felt bad for him, but it certainly was very interesting. But, if we had gotten the land then, next to us, you know, Northfield Avenue would have gone straight up to Appleton and that would have been a narrow piece of land. But because of the development of the next owners and all, they put that road way around. And God was just saying, wait, you're going to get it, I want to give it to you perfectly, but I got, a, I got some work to do to get this all arranged. And I remember just thanking the Lord. And anyway, I won't go through it because I don't have time through the whole long, whole long process. But God did a great job, didn't He, as He always does. It was just beautiful, right timing, everything was good. But I had to thank God back then where I was betrayed. And then I was, but then I was sobered at, wow, you don't mess with God either. And God just kept my faith going during that time. <clears throat> Well, I don't have the time, but the next two verses are very important with this because it's so important um, to pray for the right things. Paul asked him to pray for himself that he would have utterance that, that the gospel would go forth. And remember, folks, the essence of prayer is the glory of God and the furtherance of the gospel. Don't get yourself locked up in your needs. Make sure everything you're praying about has to do with the furtherance of God's work on this earth. That's where God really works. There's a lot could be said. Don't let yourself get discouraged now. This is very important that, you, that your prayer life gets more alive. You're going to start seeing God do miracles. If you can learn now, the miracles get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so just mark it down in your heart and life. I can trust my God. Let's bow for prayer.